Hi, I'm John McCain, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7 with host Eric Fiorello. Rack it, because we're sure going to be talking about the power rack in shows coming up, and I think you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy the training that you get and probably achieve the best strength gains of your life and just get into this as your own form of physical culture. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 21st of October 2019. We're not going to get into a lot of things because I got John Bruni on with me, and we got to get the show started. We've had a ton of technical problems. Looks like it's more on my end. Regardless, um, so we've been fiddling around with this probably for the last 15 minutes, so we're not going to go through the normal stuff. All I can say to you is... Take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Because when this stuff happens, you damn well better be unstoppable. Go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Check out everything there. Be part of the team. Come on in. Also, go out to MotivationMuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go and look at all the shows John and I have done. John, on that note, welcome back, brother. Uh, I know how it's been the last 15 minutes, but you know what? As they say, the show must go on. So um, it's always an honor to have you in, give out any of your info, and we're going to talk about midsection today. So take it away, brother. Hey, I'm so looking forward to being on the show. As I always say, I get jacked for a little bit of M&M uh, every month when we can. It's a fantastic opportunity you know, to connect with people who seek strength in all areas of life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally. I'm always looking for that financially. Um, so just looking forward to today. If you want to connect with me after the show, you can get a hold of me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at John Bruni. And then also you can get on our new website, Neuro Power Source. And that's where you're going to find discounts for all of the equipment and the things that we use on a daily basis, like the B-Strong bands, the V-Light, uh, the Juve Light. All that stuff can be found on there. Also have a new opportunity for those that want to uh, connect with us as a church and all the things that we're doing there and be able to see messages and motivation that way. You can get on ZionMissionaryChurch.net or Zion Missionary Church on Facebook and you're going to be seeing all kinds of motivational stuff, little clips, little things to get your day going. So connect with us in all those ways. Uh, we want to be in relationship with all of the listeners here. And again, what a privilege to be on the show. Looking forward to a great one today. Thanks, John. It's a privilege having you on here. As I always say, John is another big spoke in the wheel here. And our mutual friend, I just want to throw this out quick before we get started. Paul Becker is a mutual friend of John's and myself. 
Uh, he's been very good to the both of us. He's been exceptional to me with some things. Um, we we are, have always been with him, but there's a lot of things going on with Earth Pulse. Um, so Eminem, at least till after the first of the year, is going to be running a big discount on the Earth Pulse products. Now, John has them. I have them. Dr. Wong has them. Eric Gutman has them. Um, let's see. Douglas Graham has them. And it all came out of Eminem. Uh, the stuff is exceptional. Uh, if you have horses, equine, animals, you can buy an Earth Pulse product just for them, too. It's just incredible stuff. There's going to be announcements this week. It's already up on Etched in Stone and all over the place. I will tell you the discount. It's quite a nice discount off the products, and we'll get into that more in the next few days, and it's going to go right through till after the first of the year. So that's the big thing. But today, as I said, we're going to talk about midsection. And John and I, had, you know, we always have a chat before we come on, and I said the last thing I want to hear is the word core, all right, because – I, I, you know, if you look at a lot of the bodybuilding rags, and I don't know why you would, but if you look at things of that nature, they're going to just tell you to train the abdominals, period. It can be anything, you know, you know, um, they don't even do sit-ups probably anymore. You know, I maybe some leg raises, I don't know, but I'm even going to get into that too because of the York iron boots we use here with that, with, uh, with the old course by Bob Hoffman, incredible stuff, but I'm going to give it to John momentarily. The thing is, what I want to hit before I hand it over to John is this. To train your body, it's not just training one piece. I want everyone to be clear on that. Yes, if you want to specialize, I got it. But here at M&M, we believe from head to toe. And that spiritual end inside. I didn't read what I read before out of Think and Grow Rich about the subconscious mind. You have to have that desire. You have to have that faith, whether it's faith in God. And you damn well better have faith in yourself, believe me, because when the shit hits the fan and nobody's there to help you out, and most of the time that's going to be a hard sell anyways, your faith is going to carry you through everything, your belief, what you want to do. You start to envision, even if it's not there, Go after it. Go after it. But we're going to get into that, too, with the midsection. John, take it away, because I've got a ton of stuff I want to hit with the rack, with the midsection and all that, but it's all yours. You take the floor, brother. Well, you know, I think when we talk about midsection, we have to include the glutes and the erectors. Uh, So many people are thinking, when they think about midsection, they're just thinking about the the rectus abdominis. They're thinking about the obliques. Yep. We have talked about the whole thing working together as a unit. And if your glutes and your erectors are weak, you're going to really be what I call misaligned. You're going to have uh, unbalanced strength. And so no matter how much you want to have core, what we call core strength or that functional strength, which is yeah. kind of a slimy word because everybody uses it. Yeah. But if you do want to have strong midsection, you got to be thinking about from the glutes on up, the glutes, the hips, all the way up to the ribs. I mean, that's what we're talking about. So if you start at the hip flexors and the glutes and you work all the way from there to the ribs, to me, that's what true midsection is. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, it, it was very interesting, I, and I know you've seen it. I still got – I look at it all the time. Um, I love that whole course that Hoffman wrote with the iron boots. Not necessarily doing every movement, of course, but – you know, when you're concentrating on hips, 
when you're concentrating, like what I, one of the movements I love with that, I love just doing the leg lifts with the iron boots. Now, when you get very good at it, like John Grimmick did, you can run the one-inch bar right through the shoes and load plates on it. Um, very interesting concept with everything. I'll sit there sometimes in the driveway and just march with them on. It's just an incredible feeling. You got to be careful. A lot of times, you know, in between sets, I might walk with them a little bit, but you got to be careful because you your feet can go right out from under you, or you could slip and hit one knee. So you got to be very careful with it. That's just one of the things. Um, John and I have talked many times about power rack training. We're big proponents of it. If you've been paying attention in the last few shows with John McKean, he and I are embarking on at least a year-long teaching course with that. John's a former teacher, of course, so when I told him teaching, he was like right on it. And basically, we have some ideas about this course that we want to take the world now with the power rack. But that's a whole other show. This is John and I's show. But it's just another thing. And when we talk about rack, you know, we talk about standing and holding. You want to talk about putting some emphasis on everything, especially the abdominal area. You know, John hit it right on the money. Spinal erectors. How many times have I said on this show, at one article I read, I think it was from the late 60s in Perry Raider's Iron Man, and they had pictures of, I think it was a Soviet thrower. This guy probably, I, I bet he wasn't even 200 pounds. You look at his erectors, or you think about that picture of Ahola on Milo. I mean, you could literally lose your whole fist in between their back, right down the center. It's just absolutely incredible. But when you're holding big objects, when you're walking with big objects, especially, you know, we like to do here with farmer's walks, we walk them just one side at a time. Why? Just think of the emphasis it's putting all, not only through the body, but the ability to balance something like that, to be able to hold it without dropping it. And a lot of times, you know, I have, um, uh, my farmer walk handles are a little bit oversized, and the knurling is so heavy in them, an hour later you'll still have the, the marks in your hands from it. That's just a couple things right there. Here's something too, John, that I was doing the other day when I was thinking about this topic. I've been using more lately the old school leather neck harness with the chain. And a lot of guys I know like to sit on the end of the bench and do it. I don't. I like standing. Same way with like doing a push off with a dead start squat. You know, you got your hands on your palms on your thighs, up you come. I do the same thing now with the neck curl, the front curl. And what I'm doing is this hand on thighs, bent tensing the abdominals and tensing the lower back what a great way to get some indirect hit right there plus anything with with plates let's face it unless you grew up on the other side of somewhere else what is more fun other than having like big plates in front of you or you're holding on to a bar with huge plates or it's hanging off your neck it's the whole idea of midsection with everything you're doing here is this what you're fixing your eyes on your mind on it's totally different when you go to the lift when you're thinking that way oh man look at the size of that big chunk look at those 245s on that chain there and i'm going to go and i'm going to wreck it that's my point it's the look it's what you're bringing into your subconscious mind 
You're going after it. And I'm telling you right now, when you're doing things like that, you know, what you see these you see these guys, well, I'm doing these little sit-ups or whatever. They're using these little wheels. It's like, what a waste of time. Get in there, get dirty. Start carrying, start holding things on your shoulders. Look at good more. Well, we'll get in that. Take it away, John. I got a million things I want to say. Yeah, you know what I love? You're talking about the whole neck lift. I, I train that the same way because one of the feats of strength that I do in my programs, and it is a killer for the midsection. Yep. I, I hang my wife from my neck harness. Yep. So I have her full body, and then I take two iron crosses, and I hold them out at my side. It is a total body workout. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, you know, that's the idea. You're hitting from a neck all the way down through those erectors. It is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, loaded carries, one of the best things you can possibly do if you are not working these into your arsenal for entire body strength, but especially – midsection strength is doing the loaded carries and doing them, you know, unilaterally doing them both like you're talking about and then putting little twists on them. Yep. I'm always trying to stimulate the nervous system and all those little tiny stabilizer muscles, which release growth hormone and everything else. Uh, one of the things I like to do is take a uh, heavy, heavy kettlebell maybe 150 pounder. And then I take, you know, the jump straps, yeah. the big elastic straps that we use, yep. like, like West side uses for their resistance. A lot of times on strength days, mm-hmm. put that around there, put one that's barely able to hold it. So to bounce around, do one arm things while you're walking there. And, and that thing is bouncing around like that. And you're trying to control it. Oh yeah. Amazing. Hit oh, the yeah. erectors, the stabilizers all the way up through the shoulders. Again, one of the things we want to talk about on the show is, most people want to find things, gadgets, things that right. will make your workout easier. Yep. We want to find things that will make your workout harder. That is the MMM way, and that's what actually makes you stronger. Yep. You know, so people talk about, well, I want to make this easier. I want to do this. We want to make it harder on your body <laughs> yep. so that recovery will take place. People forget that the way that you grow and the way you get stronger is actually breaking the body down so it can build itself up stronger. Without it, take it away. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, no, no. I'm saying you got to, you can kind of jump on that. What, what do you think what, about that? Oh, without it. Look, you and I love to talk. We've talked recovery on this show. And, you know, you really hit another note in me when you were talking about the loaded carries. It's very interesting. I was telling John, I'm working with, I'm not going to give his name. Uh, he needs a lot of work. And, um, it, that's the the whole program we call it matters that's going to be out next year john and i obviously are mutual friends of matt doll of sand dune okay and when john was talking about the recovery what were lo- you know the loaded carries well john and i know this for sure because we do it one of the things i'm doing with this gentleman now i turned him onto the sand dune between sets of tire flips and at first he was like, what's that going to do? I said, well, you need to go and do some homework and learn about proprioception. you not, you got to learn how the feet and the brain connect. Also, too, which is very important, you need to learn how your hands and your brain connect. I'm a big stickler with that. I'm always out doing research, looking around, trying to find old articles, everything. Okay, I love all that stuff. This is what gives you the edge, folks. This is the edge. So the other day, it's not a big tire. Maybe it's a hundred and a quarter, 
He doesn't need anything bigger than that because if you're going to train somebody, you got to understand what their needs are at that point. My whole contention with everything is you want to push them, but I don't want to kill them, literally. I'm serious when I say that. So he might do 10 flips down, 10 flips back. He's on the sand dune. And I might have him run it for 30 seconds. He's off. And the first time he went on that thing, he goes, I feel great. I was like, you feel a lot of energy through you, don't you? Yeah. Goes back, he flips it 10 and 10 again. So I ran technically. That was the last part of our workout. But John's talking about the restorative process. Well, believe it or not, that's restoring you right there. Okay? Because you've got something like that that's going from set to set. And as I always say with the sand dune, if you use it correctly, you can almost set your brain on fire with it. It's the same thing when we talked about Earth Pulse here in the beginning. John and I have been having phenomenal success with this device via Paul Becker. And I'm telling you right now, there's some things that that have transpired with me where I'm using... Two of the there's two pieces. Well, Paul doesn't make the other one right. He had a stim machine for whatever reason. He stopped production. John and I have one. Doctor Wong has one. I believe Eric Gutman has one, and we have the latest versions of Earth Pulse. Which, if you haven't looked into it, you really should. But I'm telling you right now, when we talk about the restorative process, look with mid with the midsection especially, one of the best places for healing with that. Because I've talked to Paul on so many of these things. He said the best place to put it, there's two places if you're going to take it out from between the mattresses. The first place is you want to put it under your pillow or between the pillow and uh, the pillowcase. But I would advise putting it maybe in a light sock. Because if it gets hot, I don't think it would ever cause anything to burn. But you might get a mark on whatever it is. And if that matters to you, I would advise using something like that. But the thing that's going to really heal the middle part down, you put it right in the small of your back. That would be just above your butt crack. And it fits perfectly in there. Now, you might want to put a sock over it because that thing can get really hot. Right now, I told John, every time I talk to John, I'm running the Earth Pulse. It's the version before the one we have now, the newest one. My feet are always on these magnets whenever I'm working or speaking to anybody on the show. The feeling is absolutely incredible. Why? Because it's sending notes and voltage all through my body right to my brain right now. And my feet feel magnificent, especially if you're carrying body weight. You know, you're doing these loaded holds and walks. Get on a calf machine and use, I'm talking a real calf machine like we got here. And use a substantial amount of weight and see how the middle of your feet, they hurt like hell for days. So when you're this foot conscious, when you're doing dead stop this and dead stop holds and dead stop pushes. And everything is geared from top to bottom, but the midsection is getting hammered. This is the way to go, folks. It's all yours, John. Yeah, I mean, so there's just so many aspects, you know, we're talking about from recovery to all these different things that you can do. Uh, One of the things I do want to talk about is one of, I I believe, kind of the most underrated pieces of equipment for building the midsection. Okay. And and that's going to be the trap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, A lot of people have kind of written this item off. And I, this past uh, three or four months, have really fallen in love 
with doing heavy trap bar race handle. I've got a big one that that's actual rackable. Yeah. Um, yep. But working heavy, heavy, heavy trap bar lifts, I cannot believe the strength. Now, it's going to sound strange, but the strength that's happening in my obliques mm -hmm. and my entire midsection is toning up like it's never been before from just regular deadlifts. That's awesome. Um, I used to be like, and I still do all, you know, I do every kind of lift. Obviously, you guys know me who are listening. Sure, sure. But working the heavy, overloaded, you know, I'm talking extremely heavy trap bar lifts and doing timed holds. Yeah. And, you know, just going through those slow lifts, those grinding processes, the way that the bar is arranged and the way that it falls, my midsection is trashed the next day. Yeah. Um, I'm going to mix a lot of those things in with uh, rotation drills as well as rotation drills. Sure. And I think that's something we also have to talk about is, you know, there's two different ways that you train the midsection beyond this if you want to get more technical is the midsection is meant to rotate. Yep. And one of the ways that we train that is through rotation drills but also anti-rotation drills. Mm-hmm. And that's where um, I have that pulley system that moves. And so you work an anti-rotational balance where you have weight on there. When I want to work rotation, I'm using like the suplex fit ball yep. and doing slams. I've got another ball that's got handles on it. And I'm doing backwards slams against a wall. Nice. All those different things. But I, I think people really have to think out of the box when they do this, you know. You have to not just be in one camp. You've got to work anti-rotational drill, which is going to make you stronger, you know, and, and you also have to do anti-rotational drill. And it's, it's a big thing for people to understand. And then also working that from two different angles. I like to do the heavy deads we're talking about with uh, the trap bar. Sure. But then at the same time, what I like to do is heavy hangs from a pull-up bar. Yeah. So. Yep. I'm hitting midsection two ways. So one way, the midsection is getting compressed from the top, you know, from that weight coming down, load bearing down. The other way, we are kind of decompressing. I like to do these at the end, putting yeah. weight either hanging from my waist, hanging from my feet. You can use the iron boots, uh, all kinds of different things where I'm doing timed hangs. And once in a while, when I'm doing those timed hangs. I'll actually even do and control, do controlled rotations of the midsection. Yep. And oh man, it's powerful. It will smoke you. Yep. What I'm trying to tell people is if you want to have a good midsection, you, you, you know, a strong, strong midsection, I'm not talking about small midsection, I'm talking about strong midsection. Exactly. Then you've got to be doing all of these different things, different angles, different exercises, because the goal is strength. The goal Def is not to see how tiny you can get this thing, is the goal <laughs> is how strong you can get that thing. Well, and, so yeah. go ahead. No, well, you know, it's interesting when you talk about all that. You know, I think back to those old York courses. You remember, like, side bends. You know, they'd have the uh, standard York um, one-inch bar, okay? Side bends were big. They had that, that big course like that. Then, uh, then that went with the iron boots, obviously, but and twists. I do that. I do a lot of that stuff. It's old stuff that people just dismiss, you know, like you said with the trap bar. And I have a theory – well, I don't like that word. I have some ideas with the trap bar. And you and I might have talked about this, or I talked about it with somebody. And I think the contention out there – okay, let's say, you know, you've got an oversized one like myself. You can put it in the rack, so da-da-da-da-da. 
All right, let's say you pull 750 off the floor with it. The first mouth that'll come out and say, well, that's not a real deadlift. And I'm saying to myself, really now? Uh, well, if you did it with another bar, um, you probably would only pull 690. Now, I can tell you this for a fact, and maybe I told you this, maybe not. Mark Haydock from the UK, who's been on here numerous times, he's a great guy. I don't remember if he was the first guy or the second guy who, to walk the Denny Stones. I don't remember what distance. It was phenomenal. And one of his main things is a trap bar deadlift. And I think he's pulled 830 off the floor with a trap bar, somewhere in that vicinity. So I guess somebody was giving him the business and said, um, well, you'll never pull that with um, – a conventional Olympic bar, power bar, and he says, well, maybe not, but he goes, I pull 810 off the floor with it, and I guess the dude's jaw just dropped because he was like, no way, and it's like, yes way, this guy's no BS, man. And that's my point, John. Um, I think it's got a bad rap as well. It's not the same as a deadlift. Well, here's my point, and we de- we all deadlift, you deadlift, I know that. But if the trap bar is working for you, and like you said, you're getting something very good out of it. I don't care what anybody thinks. I mean, look, you're John Bruni. I'm Eric Fiorella. We want the most strength we can muster all through our body. See, this is what we hit upon early in the show. Head to toe. Head to toe, folks. Erectors. Your glutes, right? Does that make sense to everybody? I hope you, when you hear this, you'll be shaking your head yes. It's not a one-trick pony where, okay, I'm going to just do some light abs today. Maybe we'll pump some arms and go home. Good luck to you because you're never going to get anything. You're not going to be a big deadlifter if that's what you want to do. You're not going to be a big squatter. And let's face it, anybody that can squat heavy, deadlift heavy, they might not want to admit it. But we all got pretty big asses on us because you've built such muscle behind there and all over. So it's all yours, brother. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things I just want to say with the trap bar, one of the things that's nice for me is, you know, I'm doing swings with um, kettlebells that are at least 150 pounds sometimes. That's sick, man. Wow. So when you're doing that, you know, that really is taking care of some of when I've combined those heavy swings for the erectors, I'm getting explosive deadlift work. Yeah, yep. You know, people don't understand, well, I'm still getting the poundage in with the trap bar, but I'm getting the explosives in with a heavy 150-pound-plus kettlebell. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what I'm trying to say is I'm not saying we don't need to hit the right. I'm trying to say is people need to be creative and find things that will stimulate the body to more growth. Um, I may go through a season where I'll just do conventional deadlifting. Sure, That's sure. not what I'm saying is that I'm always trying to look to shock the body and right now, by combining some of these things together, I've been getting fantastic results. And that's all I'm telling people is that, you know, sometimes you got to do something out of the ordinary to shock the body. If you want ordinary results, keep doing ordinary programs. Yeah. If you want extraordinary results, you're going to sometimes have to step out of that box and do something extra that's going to stimulate the body. Um one of the other things I think we need to talk about with sure. this whole strong midsection is teaching people how to breathe. Oh, yeah. And breathing throughout the whole midsection on the heavy lifts and forcing breath not just into the abs but into the obliques and into the back and kind of imagining that whole thing 
almost like an inner tube around your body. You know, if you can picture like the old tire inner tube, sure. picture your abs that way, your obliques, your erectors, everything, your hip flexors. Imagine breathing into that like that until it's fully expanded so that it becomes hard as a rock while you're lifting. You know, if you want to have a strong midsection, you cannot chest breathe or be a shallow breather either. No, not at all. And, and you know, that's what I was going to say with everything, too. You know, when we used to look at the old stuff where you see, like, Grimmick or Shemansky or Tommy Kono, any of these guys, okay? I mean, they always had a great midsection. You knew what they were lifting. I mean, they were very heavy lifters no matter what they were into. And then, you know... The advent of bodybuilding came in, and, you know, a lot of that changed. Some of it was still there. You know, even the earlier stuff, when before, well, when Arnold was over here real early, and even before he came over to America, he was a different lifter. I mean, most people probably don't even know he was a power lifter. Sergio Oliva, Olympic lifter. These guys definitely had some familiarity with everything we're talking about today. But you start going through the channels – Things started changing, okay? Suddenly, you know, you didn't, you know, it was always, well, we only need to do this piece or that piece. And we know that isn't how everything runs. I'm not going to repeat. But that is how it runs. But when when John and I here are talking about this whole musculature through the midsection, through the body, there's no way. Can you picture, you know, John's talking about a 150-pound kettlebell swing, which is phenomenal. Think about that if you weren't built all through your body. If you could even lift it and then tear your arms right off your shoulders. That's my point. To I said this a little while ago. If you want to use big weights, we talked about those loaded carries. I think they are just phenomenal for everything, but especially your abdominal. You think about it. You grab a sandbag. It's between your legs. You're straddling it between your ankles. The light goes off. Grab it as hard as you can because it's a big grip movement, too. You got to pick that thing up. Sometimes you got to squat to clean it up and stand up with it. Boom, you take off like a jet. Think about that. And then you make your turns. Those are all important things. You know, you're making those turns. What's getting affected when you're making turns, right? Obliques, lower back, abdominals, you name it. All right, so all these things that you really don't think about that are. I guess indirect, we could call it, have some of the best direct effects to what you want as you keep climbing to whatever you want to get to. Because we, John will tell you, I'll tell you, you're not going to lift a 400-pound stone if you have no midsection. I don't care. You see these guys, they're 350 pounds. The only reason why they're yanking it up is because they're body weight, most likely. And a lot of them are strong. I'm not putting them down for that. But how long do you think you're going to last in a tournament of anything at that weight and not having the proper breathing or the midsection area? You're not lasting very long. It's all yours, brother. Yeah, one of the things about breathing into the lower part of the lungs, one of the things I've been experimenting with and getting amazing results, uh, there is quite a bit of transfer time to learn this technique. But I had started out doing uh, my metabolic training because what I try and do is if I'm going to do something that's going to be cardiovascular, it's going to have a strength component to it or it's going to be extreme, whether it's going to be sprinting or it's going to be swings or it's going to be, you know, something, it's metabolic. So, yeah, your breathing is hard, but it also has a strength component to it. 
So I started out by, you know, taping my mouth to force the, the breath to go into the lower lungs by forcing to go through my nose. I used to use um, breathing resistance. A lot of you guys know that I, I do still do some of that, um, having an elevation mask and different things. I've written about doing carbon dioxide therapy and all that stuff. But one of the biggest things is just learning to breathe through the nose mm -hmm. because the nitrous oxide aspect, but also forcing the lower level of the lungs, the abdomen, uh, the lower level of the diaphragm to fill up with air. And uh, it's been a big time transfer because you're so used to that heavy breathing through the mouth on these crazy lifts and squats. Yep. yep. So... What I did is I finally found out, and I've, I've heard about this through several sources, there's an actual mouth guard that you can wear that forces you to nasal breathe. Oh, wow. wow. But if you, you know, you have trouble on a heavy squat and you just feel like you got to heave, you know, you're doing like a set 20 or 30 rep squat, like super squat. Yeah. Squats, you feel like you just cannot breathe, you'd open your mouth. Yeah, um, yeah you better. That's one of the things I've been experimenting with is doing this whole thing. It's nice because it's got a bite guard on it. Yeah. I was wearing a performance mouthpiece for a while, but I was getting so much pressure on my teeth yeah. that I actually um, – I shouldn't even be sharing this. But <laughs> I have to have, had to have two cracked teeth replaced because I was chewing, putting too much pressure on yeah. my mouth guard. Yeah. Even. So, I've, I've cracked teeth before doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this has a nice bite pad, but it's not a lot of separation. So – I'm going to keep, keep, keep you updated and see how that goes over the next three or four months. I'm trying to document uh, my strength gains with that. But it definitely is a learning curve because we're so used to just sucking tons of air. Yeah. And again, it's another way of making things harder, but also teaching your body to recover and not panic. And, uh, dude, it's awesome. That's all I'm going to say. It's just something to experiment with. Well, and it's great because if people understand breathing correctly, too, what ends up happening, you're oxygenating your blood, which is a word is called alkalining. And when you are, in, when you are not in acidity, which most people are all the time, and you're in an alkaline state, not only are you healthier, but, man, you're going to be like, whoa. I mean, you're going to be untamed out in that battlefield that day. It is so – see, most people don't know how to breathe. And when you wear these heavy belts, you see these guys with these big, thick leather belts. How the hell do you think you're going to move anything like that? I mean, I, I look, I'm not against wearing belts. I wear them too. But I'm not wearing something that's so thick, that's so tight, man. You know, when I go to lift something, I, I go tomato red in the face, and it looks like I'm ready to drop dead. Very – you know, you got to be very careful about things like that because – Learn. I remember reading old articles too, John. Um, you know, the, a lot of old timers would be if you learn how to breathe. You know, we talked about building that belt naturally around your waist, meaning yep. you. That's what they used to always stress. And you and you look even back in the day. A lot of those old Olympic lifters, if they had a belt, what was the thing? Maybe four inches wide. You know, they weren't running something that was like twenty inches in the back. So the point is. You have the ability to learn how to breathe, how to make your midsection so strong through breathing that, you know, maybe one day you won't need a belt anymore. You know, maybe you do. You just use a light belt and away we go. But the midsection is head to toe. I'm going to keep repeating that. It's not just 
the abdominal area. John hit it right in the beginning of the show. You know, like I said, that article Perry Rader wrote in um, Iron Man, I think it was the late 60s, I talk about erectors. I mean, as Perry said at the end of that article, I'll never forget that. When you have, and I'm just paraphrasing, when your erectors are developed and strong, there's nothing you can't lift. I remember that last part because nothing you can't lift. All right? Maybe you miss once in a while. I don't know. Maybe there's truth to that totally. Um, if you believe it, it's going to happen. So we know that. But the midsection is where we wanted to hit today. Um, John, you got anything else, brother? No, just saying, you know, really learn to push yourself. And, you know, the belt thing is, is really good lesson. I just want to hit this. My entire strength career, I didn't start wearing a belt, you know, unless it was like lifting a car. Yeah. I went for years and years and years and years and never wore a belt unless I was maxing out. Yep. Now I'm at the age at 48. Where I'm stronger than ever, but I'm trying to train a little bit smarter. But I still will not wear a belt until I get, you know, at least into, you know, it has to be over 350 pounds for I'm going to put the belt on. Yeah, awesome. So, awesome. That, but that's what I'm trying to say. I'll wear a belt now, and I wear a very thin. It's a nylon belt. Um, so I want to have some support, and I want yep. to have that on the heavier list. But even so, your warm-up sets, you don't need to be wearing a belt. No. Your, your lighter sets, that's your, your ab training. Yeah. That's your, you know, if you want ab, ab training, you know, do do a set of, you know, 300-pound squats, you know, as a warm-up, and don't put the belt on yet, you know. Put it I on your it. heavier sets. That's your ab workout. So. Yeah. You know, I'm a big proponent of that. I know a lot of guys are against that, you know, but I think that, you know, it's healthy a lot of times not to wear a belt unless you're going extremely heavy. Once you get in those heavier zones, because then it's a performance thing and a safety issue, sure. I mean, for years, I'll tell you this, Eric, for years, I was doing high bar squatting 500 pounds plus and would not wear a belt. That's awesome, man. That is um, awesome. I will tell you, because it was like one of those things, I felt like I had, uh, I could get a little deeper squat, too, mm-hmm. without wearing a belt. Mm-hmm. So, now, I'm a little bit smarter these days. I don't need to be doing that to my body. i got to be smart. You know yep. what I'm saying? Sure. Um, but, you know, so I, I'm just saying, if you're a younger lifter out there, don't limit yourself by wearing tons and tons of gear in the beginning. No. No. Not, and, you know, you we hit it, uh, you know, just to recap a little bit, you know, the whole body. The erectors, the glutes, the abdominal area, whatever you're going to hit. We talked about side bends, you know, all kinds of great things you can get into. But the biggest thing is, I still think, and I'm I'm right with you on this, is those loaded carries. Those overloads with the squats in the power rack. And do it only in a power rack, because if you make a mistake, you could pay for it with your life. Make sure you're strapped in that rack, and if you have to let that down, the rods are two inches below you, so you're safe. But I'm telling you, and I believe this wholeheartedly, loaded carries, and you could just stick to the squats, and maybe you want to throw, like John said, with the trap bar. What an incredible movement. You don't need a ton of stuff. You heard us saying, you know, maybe you do this for a month or two. And then you go to something else. But maybe you stay with three lifts and keep cycling the lift. And then add in whatever you want to do with some big abdominal work. I'm, you will not lose here. I, you, will, you will be stronger than you've ever been in your entire life if you follow what John and I taught today. So take it away, John. Um, give out all your info. You want to recap anything? Do it up, brother. 
Yeah, I forgot to tell you, I have one more old school exercise that's awesome. I forgot to tell you because I love it. Um, I got an old replica York Crusher made by Robert uh, Barabin. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Um, it's the replica of that. And it, you can load it up with so many springs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I, I put that thing and I'll put these crushes and then I will, you know, squeeze the crap as I've got it, you know, tightened on the chest. Yep. As I've got my, my fists are pounded together. Then I will, I will just squeeze my midsection yep. as hard as I can. I'm feeling like I'm going to pass out while I'm still breathing. <laughs> Dude, that is fantastic. Some of this old school stuff, those guys knew what they were talking about. Oh, it's yeah. just the way that you have to perform it. You know, you got to perform it as a whole upper body exercise, not just a chest exercise. Um, well, you, you know what I'm saying? I, go ahead. Old school is the best school. I agree. Um, there's some stuff John McKean gave me last night to look up about Bill St. John. Um, I guess he had some pretty serious injuries, and he went to um, – Dr. Ziegler, and I guess uh, there was some type of machine, I think it was called an Isotron machine, that he used and it healed the hell out of him. i got to go and see if I can find that article. If not, I know John has it. But you're right on the money, John. It's this. I don't know what it was, but my feeling is, obviously, they didn't have all the chatter that we hear now, and there's no Internet, but there was something very innately smart about those men. There was just something where, you know, I know a lot of it is, and you do it and I do it, you go out, create, and experiment with it. Most people don't want to be bothered with that anymore. But the way to become great, and if you want to go and market your products, is you have to do it. And when you hear about, you know, what John's talking about, the you know, we always talk about the iron boots here. We talk about, you know, the one-inch York bar, which you can't even get the good ones with the old sleeve on it anymore. You know, side bends, twists, all those great things, man. Most people would be like, that's a waste of time. It is not a waste of time. And more than anything, I'll tell you, because we didn't really hit upon it big time today, innate intelligence meaning your subconscious mind, meaning God, whatever you want to equate to it, that's what you need to start listening to. Don't listen to the outside world. If you get something in your head, something pops in your head, you damn well better listen to it. And chances are you should do it. Take it from a guy that is listening louder and more than ever in his entire life. And believe me, once you start becoming friends with your subconscious mind and planting the seeds of not only adventure and prosperity and gratitude in it, you're in for the biggest ride of your life, folks. I tell you that, and I mean that. I can tell you and tell you and tell you. You have to go out and do it. What else you got, brother? Hey, just, again, want to connect with people. Make sure they check out that Neuro Power Source you know, it's neuro like your your brain there. Yep. Uh, make sure you check it out because there's tons of discounts that we want to give out to your listeners on products that they, you know, uh, I don't endorse or promote anything that I'm not using usually on a daily basis. So yep. uh, that's something for people to check out. Uh, again, check out the Earth Pulse too with Eric's talking about. Dude, it, it's a life changer. So totally. always a pleasure to be on here. And then make sure that you're supporting Eric, brother. You know, Thank if you're you. listening to this show and you're getting information and you're getting fed by it, make 
sure that you bless the person that's bringing it to you. I appreciate that, John, very much. Um, and John and I, like we said, we're big proponents of Earth Pulse among all of John's products, what's going on here, what's coming down the road. Um, as I say, we're very lucky. You know, um, a lot, most people don't look at themselves. They're comparing themselves to others, which you don't and you shouldn't do. And you know something? As I said before with my brother Jimmy, just to be able to put your feet on the ground and walk, man, I'll tell you right now, no one's got it that bad. Believe me. And you should be grateful for everything. I mean, John and I are absolutely, you know, we're sitting here talking about things we love to do. How great is that? How great is that? And you know what? You know how many people this is going to help? I know it is. This is the point of everything. Go out and don't be afraid to take a risk. Go out and take risks. I don't care what it is today. You know, if there's a girl you've been wanting to ask out for six months, damn it, go do it. If there's a big weight you want to use today, go do it. If you want to be an entrepreneur today, go do it. You have to do these things, and we're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Believe me, it's the only way to live. Live big. Live big. This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. If there's a show you'd like John and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. Don't forget to go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com for not only our Prosperity Conscious page to get involved and Send some money in. Invest in us. Also, too, the digital products out there, winners and champion, go out and look at that. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. This show might be up tomorrow. If not, it'll be up Wednesday night because I've got to go out and earn money for the business. Um, But it'll be up. Uh, Also, too, um, let me think where we want to go. Okay. iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've got, and we thank everybody for that. We're also on um, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts. Uh, we're on AHA Directory to get Eminem in your car 24-7. If someone seeks you out in the concrete jungle or the gym, never be afraid to give five words to inspire. It doesn't hurt to give somebody some motivation. You never know what you're going to produce there. Also, too, as my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You don't know what people are going through. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, if and squat it. And if you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And our pal Paul Thor, who's quite a stone lifter in his own right, let me tell you, um, he's going to be coming on Eminem. I don't know... If it's going to be by the end of the year, but boy, and we've got some other people coming on here. I believe two new, two other new people. Um, wait to hear the stories from these people, man. You want to talk about getting stoked? Wait to hear this stuff. It's unreal. Also, too, the Hoosa Steel Crusher Stone says in blood red, domination. We are domination. We clear cut the path. We follow no one's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. Don't ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's now a tidal wave, higher and wider every day, brother. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge. We lost him, man. My great, You talk about a great guy. Father figure, my chiropractor for years. His anniversary of four years, um, he died of cancer in August of this year. 
he'd walk every patient to the door and say, keep smiling. That's a paradigm shift when you say that. If you don't know what that is, we've gotten into it and we'll get into it more. But what it does, it changes whatever's going on and most likely it's a negative thing. It'll change your whole scope of your behavior, your thought. And you know what? It will put a smile on your face. John was a man, let me tell you. Awesome guy. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell 100 more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof right off your house. Tell a million people. Join Etched in Stone, Etched in Stone for kids. Those pages are just popping every day. Motivation and muscle. If you love the show, like John said, bring something in here or just send it out to every friend you got. As we get bigger, bigger, and bigger, that is the idea. More successful, and we can do more for everybody out there, believe me. Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And before I sign off with John, you're all winners, champions, and unstoppable, and you are all geniuses. Think that way. And anybody around you that is not thinking that way, you need to go out and find a new set of people. Doesn't mean you don't have to talk to them anymore. But if you want to get ahead in this world, you walk with winners. Okay? And people that are better than you. I'm always looking for business people, anybody that's better than I am. Why? Because I can learn from them. And then I can teach it. That's what successful people do. So think about those things. John honor what a killer show again and thanks for being on i look forward to you next month coming in brother hey my pleasure thank you so for john bruni this is eric fiorello as i said i will do my best to get this up tomorrow if not it'll be up wednesday night so be on the lookout for it and don't forget to go out and look at the show i just did with dr wong and john mckean they are absolutely exceptional just like this gentleman here john bruni so for john bruni this is eric fiorello we will talk to you next month have a great rest of the week and i'm telling you right now you all have ability Take advantage of it and use it and go help somebody with it. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.